It's the Persistent and Nasty Podcast at the Edinburgh Festival Fringe 2023 series. The episodes will be released at various different times, so make sure that you have subscribed so you get notified when a new episode has dropped. We have some amazing guests coming up for you and I know that you won't want to miss them. They will be everything from circus performers to theatre makers to singers to spoken word poets and we can't wait to share all of them with you. Remember, if you are taking part in the Edinburgh Festival Fringe or you are just going for a visit, remember your rain jacket, your comfy shoes and a pair of shorts because you never know the weather that you're going to get in Edinburgh. But what you are guaranteed is some incredible pieces of theatre. Enjoy the episode and remember... Stay nasty. Hello you gorgeous lot and welcome to another episode of the Persistent and Nasty Podcast Edinburgh Festival Fringe Series 2023. I hope that you're doing really well, looking after yourself, being kind to yourself and each other. Well we've only got a few more episodes to go um, and then we'll be at the end of the Edinburgh Festival Fringe 2023. I can't believe it and it feels like this month has flown by. I hope that you've all had an amazing time in Edinburgh whether that's been seeing shows, working on shows, performing in shows, um, doing front of house, working behind the bars, working for all the food stands. Um, it is such a huge undertaking, the Edinburgh Festival Fringe. And I hope that you've had a really brilliant time, um, even with all the ups and downs of being part of the festival. Today, Louise and I chat with Lula Mabratu and we talk Lula's show, which just won a Lustrum Award yesterday after uh, we saw the show, Omo, and that is on at the Red Lecture Theatre in Summerhall at 4.15pm and it's on until the 27th of August. So you've got a few more days to catch it and all the details for this brilliant show are in the show notes of today's episode Now I encourage all of you to go and see it. It truly is a one-woman show, as Lula says herself, it is a one-woman show in every sense of the word. And also, um, Lula said something really beautiful at the end of her show yesterday um, after she had received her a Lustrum Award and it was just about how she'd thought that this show was about being someone who's first generation and um how you are trying to find your way um and she's but she said something really beautiful that um you know we're all even if you're not first generations it's just those memories of where you've come from have gone because none of us are any one particular place or um country or nationality you know all you have to do is go and do your um genealogy and you'll find that out and it was really beautiful and really touching and um I kind of during the podcast we meant to get Lula to say it again but we were on a really tight time scale as Lula had just finished a show her show and uh, Louise and I had to get to another show and um, we're also sitting outside at Summer Hall so you will hear the ambiance of Edinburgh there's also some bagpipes at one point I have no idea why but you know there was some bagpipes um it's just another brilliant episode with an incredible guest and uh, I hope that you enjoy 
If you want to support the work that we do, you can become a persistent pal or a nasty hero by going to the links in the show notes of today's episode. And if you can't afford to do that right now, which we completely understand, then you can support us in other ways. You can like, download, subscribe, uh, share the podcast, review the podcast. That really helps as well. Um, And shout about us on social media. Uh, And I am going to set up a TikTok soon oh no I'm gonna have to start doing TikToks and Reels um yeah sorry world but here it comes um (laughs) but we are so grateful to all of you who support us in any way shape or form it really does mean the world to Louise and I and you keep persistent and nasty going and we can't thank you enough for that you can follow us on social media Twitter at Persistent Nasty, Instagram at Persistent and Nasty, Facebook Persistent and Nasty. Send us an email to persistentandnasty at gmail.com. Check out the website www.persistentandnasty.co.uk where you can read a whole bunch of brilliant blogs um, created by some incredible artists. So give them a read because they really are amazing. And you can follow Louise and I on social media. Louise is at Ms. Louise Oliver on both Twitter and Instagram. And I am at Elaine Stirrett on Twitter and at Elaine.Stirrett on Instagram. Over today, I think um, something celebratory because, you know, winning a Lustrum Award is amazing. And uh, so whatever that is for you, whatever that means, grab it. Uh, Lula talks about coffee. So maybe you want to have a coffee, uh, whether that's a latte or a iced coffee maybe actually would be quite nice I guess um a little glass of fizz or you know you can always just have a good old cup of tea sit back relax and enjoy Lula welcome to the persistent and nasty podcast thank you for having me uh, very <laughs> excited to be here uh, and chat with you so I have just seen the show where you've just won a lustrum award <laughs> <laughs> so exciting and it is pointy <laughs> <laughs> got gold horns um how does it feel um a bit surreal yeah super funny (laughs) (laughs) because (laughs) when I got it um I at the end I normally thank my team and I do turn the lights on for them and say the whole software thing but I couldn't do it because I had to hold this award. <laughs> you did it beautifully. I thought you managed it really beautifully. I was like, they're there, they're feeling it. It's all good. It's all good. Quite, thank you so much. You're very welcome. Tell everybody uh, your show. What is your show? Where can they see it? Let's start with that. So the show is called OMO, spelt double O, double M, double O, which is an acronym for one of many, many of one. Um, it is at Summer Hall. Um, it is under the Eclipse and Summer Hall Award. Um, and it's been supported by them and it's on at 4.15 every day until Sunday Sunday's its last day so we 20, have 27 yes yeah. it's 27 we've got four more days I need a sold out show this this going to make this happen for you, yeah, you I heard, feel it you heard our listeners come on, come on. Get, get the tickets in I mean you know like it's been the audience of like every day the audiences have been growing and everyone's taking I've tasked the audience to like we're family now so everyone's been taking a, a, a flyer and passing it forward and the word of mouth has been phenomenal because it is a one woman show in every sense of the word it's me on stage by myself telling story the visuals and the lights and the audio is all being done live in real time all by me on stage so think it's the only one woman show of its kind in every sense of the word that is incredible yeah um, like i am 
When you said that at the end, I was like, no. <laughs> there is no way. And then I was like, yes, there is, because that's what your beautiful little gloves are all for. Well, yeah, because essentially they're remote control, and so I'm not cheating. I'm not, like, playing a back, uh, pre-recorded audio, which I sing over, and I'm not miming anything. Like, if anything goes wrong, it goes wrong in real time. There's no cheating at Your all. Your singing is beautiful. Ah, oh, thank you. Absolutely gorgeous. Um, I was just really impressed by the whole lights and everything going on as well. <laughs> I was like, this woman is knocking it out of the park. <laughs> Absolutely knocking it out of the park. But let's talk about you. Um, okay. Tell us how you got to this place. How did you get to here at the Edinburgh Festival Fringe? And there's some lovely background ambience for everybody as we yep. sit outside at Summerhall. This is what happens when we do the in-person yeah, ones. You get great. a little bit of texture, a little bit of atmosphere. <laughs> well, actually, it's in keeping with my creative practice because how I got here, I used to sing a cappella, um, and my favourite places to sing were the streets of London. So there are symphonies and albums that only were ever experienced in real time as I was walking past in and around and even when I transitioned like and I started recording and writing and producing my own stuff the best materials would always happen like when I'm sitting in the subway and I'd be recording and like, <laughs> like there were recordings in the earlier days where you hear the before the door closes <laughs> so, so from then like I really enjoyed the happy accidentals that happen and so it's always interesting that when the universe gives you stimuluses and you work out or oh, how can I make this interesting because I mean at the time I couldn't do anything about those things and so you make um you make it more musical and you make it interesting and so it informs my creative it informed my creative process and creative practice um hence to why I suppose I create work that's um doesn't fit traditional ideas of what theatre, music, singing, or any of that stuff is, is because my journey to it has not been a traditional one of any kind. Um, so that's where it began, and yeah, somewhere along the line it ended up here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love that though, because I think there's such an authenticity about that, and there's a beauty and a realness that comes with that, that um, sometimes if you've gone down the quote-unquote traditional mm -hmm. route, mm -hmm. you can lose that... 100%. That raw, pulsing feeling. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what's really great. That raw, pulsing feeling. <laughs> that raw, pulsing feeling. Getting really into it right over there. <laughs> I mean, like, the universe gave us a drummer, so I'm like, yeah, I love it. it. I love it. Um, so I think for me, the big thing is, because you mentioned at the end of the show today that this is your first written piece as well. So, yeah. Like, in that sense of a kind of form of play because it's not in anybody's wouldn't be classed as a traditional play oh, which I absolutely love <laughs> it's storytelling in all its facets actually like which was really beautiful in imagery in um, sound and music in the spoken word um, in the stories that we tell each other mm -hmm. and also in the family stories like that's obviously I mean I was crying you had me crying. I was like, get it together. Like, get it together. <laughs> it's fine. We cried together. Okay, good. Yeah, I know. Crying. I did so see I you crying. crying. I was support. like, she's got tissues. I need tissues. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just think that it's um, it's really lovely that that's where you, bless you, um, that's where you find your story and mm. then it's in that rawness of things. Yeah. Well, like, we all experience life in a 360 way 
you know, neither, no one experiences life in a monochrome, black and white, or just through words. You know, we have all our senses. Like, I mean, you know, even if you're, you have some sort of access, you know what I mean? Even if you have some sort of disability, if one of your senses is left, like I had an audience member who was blind. And as a result, her hearing, like her comp comprehension of the things that she was hearing was heightened in a way that like, we don't, we, she, yeah, her hearing's better than all of us in terms of what she retains. Yeah. And like, do you guys remember in the show, I, say, I, t I taught us how to say our name, right? Yes. Do you remember how to say that? Not now, because I can all I can hear is that over there. Um, However, give me the give me the first word. Shim. Um, oh, shimmat. Shimnatna. Shimnatna. Natna. Natna. Shimnatna. So like, I didn't do it today, but normally at the end of when I speak to the audience and stuff, I ask like, oh by the way, how do you say the show's name? Because people struggle with Omo and they call it everything else, even though they would have heard the whole show. So by the end they get it, and then I'm like, okay, so we're doing good. How do we say our name? And normally you can hear a pin drop. That day, I heard her say Shimna. She she was the closest person to have retained that piece of information, right? So my point is, if I go back to the question you asked, is the idea that a story should be told through one medium doesn't serve a true experience of real life. Um, and in fact, actually doesn't serve the story. Like my general attitude is, it's not for me to pre, like to assert my skill set on a story. I need to serve the story. My job is a vessel to serve a story, right? And so whatever medium I need to employ to do that story justice is the one I need, I need to employ. And if I can't do that, then it's a story for someone else to tell. And I need to know that that's not my lane today. And that's probably, we asked how did I develop my uh, creative practice and stuff. Yeah. That's how I got into, you know, adding visuals and sounds and different things. Like, when I was a kid, I thought I was a singer, you know. Yeah. But when you go to sing or, like, write a song and ten pages later you're still writing, you're like, okay, I'm just, <laughs> I don't, like, I don't even fit my own ideas of what a singer is. Like, because I grew up listening to Mariah Carey or different things at different yeah. stages of my, you know, my childhood. And so just had to forgo any of these ideas and just trust a, like a process of exploration and then when once the thing was finished then I'd be like okay where can this live is this art is this would it live in music lanes does it live here and then that's kind of how I've kind of got to making Omo um, like on a stage thing because it like these stories and vignettes of story they were like they've seen tech spaces before they've seen a music festival like different iterations of this show or like these stories have been presented at different spaces or in when it was in its exploration stage um so yeah but within this thing it came together under this world of omo and now it's a theater series and that will be interesting to see how that develops every episode and how we take this vehicle and see what it looks like the screen at some point yeah. and yeah but yeah so yeah that's really beautiful yeah there's something beautiful about how stories presented in different spaces and through certain lenses of lived experience prime people for how they retain it like mm -hmm. what you just described there like how um 
different stories sit with people depending on the context in which they're absorbing them. Um, yeah. Which I think comes back to something you were saying earlier about like just those little happy accidents and the rough little bits that end up in the mix yeah. are part of the story. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, um, there's a song I have recorded of like my family in New York had had a dog, and uh, he doesn't. He he's no longer here, and. Um, um, but I happen to have the only recording of him because he barked when I was recording in their house and then he did it like the way I, I freaked it it just worked within the beat so Chucky like that's his name God rest Chucky his soul he's oh, so cute he's the, only, he's the only I like I like bigger dogs but he's the only little little dog that I had time for because he had the spirit of a big dog <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so like you said it, in that one recording Chuck, Chucky's memorialized indefinitely sonically yes. within my work, mm. um, which is like beautiful, oh, lovely. <laughs> Chucky lives on. There's ones for Chucky when that makes it into a show. <laughs> I'm, and I think what I loved in the show, and I do want to kind of talk about your your actual process of how long it's taken you to get to here, because you mentioned all the different iterations of it and everything. But I think the big thing for me was like what I felt throughout all of it was that threads of humanity mm. and connection with family and then what you said at the end which I want to save for a little minute because it really like so many people I felt resonated with what you said at the end mm. um, today but yeah just like getting the show up onto its feet and the different iterations and how that's changed you I guess as well as a yeah. performer um, so like this experience that we've had with Omo is a tip of an iceberg that I have been imagining from from as far back as I know um, and <laughs> so eight years ago I got the gloves um, so the gloves are a MIDI controller if you will um, they're akin to like software that you have think of like a remote control yeah. but in a form of a glove so they have flex sensors similar to what you might have like on your remote the older remote controls none of this digital stuff yeah. <laughs> but like when you press something something happens yeah. you know what I mean if there's a knob then you're turn like that kind of stuff it's really and then it has the software that you have on your phone protect, like on Google Google Maps it tells you north, south, east, west and if depending on where you're turning it tells you what direction you're facing right so it has like a gyroscope and stuff like that so it can sense when your phone vibrates because someone's ringing all these softwares it's just being consolidated in the form of a pair of gloves so which enable me to control to control software or even inanimate objects which will be episode two but let's not go in there <laughs> but anything but people should be aware that it's coming back next year yes crossed. no 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 so Definitely. um the, the hope is the aim is episode two uh, we'd like to bring back episode one um, with like a big like with support around it now like yeah. this was like I said in every sense of the word this was a self-produced one woman show in every aspect of yeah. it and that's not to say along the journeys I haven't had like ch um, champions of my work who've, who've come and supported me in different ways and whatever but ultimately it is that um, so for next year if we're bringing back episode one that this was the pilot um, mm. I'd like to have a machine behind it to make sure that we do our other things which ha are surround the show like our community outreach versions of the show which is a coffee ceremony experience workshops um, there's a series of things that come along with the show as an experience which is free 
you know, because it's agenda is beyond like whilst it's fantastical and magical and it lets you into the world of the show, you know, the show is about giving you a taste of what it means to be us in the world. Mm. You know what I mean? People who come from these communities, not like Habisha community, being a first gen community, all these things, you know, um, and to really get a sense of that you need like we discussed there's different ways to give you real tastes of that you tasted it on stage today but you were a spectator as an experience or you kind of went on this like ethereal experience right um but within the coffee ceremony experience coffee ceremony is what every Habesha person does on in the house every time they have a visitor predominantly Sundays in my mom's house after church um it isn't something we do as a special occasion and a coffee ceremony is with someone sitting down roasting fresh coffee beans and like popcorn is the snack of choice and then that's how you commune and exchange ideas and conversations and tell stories and hang out you know and that's what Habisha communities do as far back as coffee has existed um, so that is an experience and then we take either like there's two versions of that we take an excerpt from the show and we present it in that but it, that's an interactive conversation with the audience and so it's less performative but like so the the script is used to essentially navigate and continue like help the conversations move along but it's less about me the host more about getting to know the audience so the naming ceremony in the show mm-hmm. that's the section of the show because that's not you know taking your father's first name as your surname is not synonymous only to have a culture it is within many cultures yeah we did the coffee ceremony a couple like last week and there happened to be a Taiwanese woman a Malayan woman and in that moment you would have never to, to look at us to have conversations with us you'd never think we had similarities us three had the there was so much similarities between our cultural experiences ideas practices and stuff like that and even the meaning of our names which was profound and so that's what that coffee ceremony does it encourages conversation to help us really on an experiential level to understand we're more similar than different but our differences help to like create beautiful colors in our spectrum yeah and so that's what you asked about my creative practice like this is this a stage experience but when you experience like the whole world of Omo it has many it's like many prongs um, I hope you guys can if you're around tomorrow we're doing a coffee ceremony here oh um, are you yeah oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> I'd love for you guys to come that was a positive oh fuck that was, like, that was a real positive <laughs> yeah. um, I'm not unfortunately what time yeah. at um, we decided tomorrow's one we'll do at 12.30 because it's been being done in the evenings normally but tomorrow we there's been certain groups that we really want to come to the show to, to that, so we're doing it at 12 Unfortunately, I can't because I have to do my survival job um, tomorrow. Um, but I'm sure there's loads of people yeah. that would love Yeah, it's free. Um, come like, yeah, it's free. Come to just have, like, experience a coffee ceremony. It's like come to my mum's house in Summerhall. Love it. Um, Amazing. But yeah, I think I digress from the question you asked me. I don't know where we went and ended up. No, we're good. We're absolutely good. Um, I think if we can give a kind of summary for everyone of what they can expect when they come to the show, that would be amazing. I mean, I'd be intrigued to know what you you expected and what you had. That's it. So um, obviously I read like your press release um, and everything. So I was expecting something that I hadn't seen before. Okay. Um, which is what I got. But I got far more than that. Okay. Um, what I got was heart and soul. And um, the 
moments in life that really capture us, that make us like think about ourselves and think about how we want to move in the future. And the moment with the Karen, spoiler, um, but the moment with the Karen, like uh, that, like um, like the, yeah, the moment with the Karen, that for me was like one of those moments of we've all had an issue with someone and you're like, I should have dealt with it in a better way. Or actually, no, my reaction was absolutely right. Mm -hmm. And then getting to relive that reaction. Mm -hmm. So that kind of thing of like replaying something in your mind. Like mm -hmm. that was what that triggered for me was like replaying things in your mind and being like, I I was right. And I was right to call on all of that. And I love the calling of the ancestors and all the different. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, fuck yes. Here we go. Sorry. <laughs> Scottish in me cannot stop saying And being soundtracked. And I'm being soundtracked as well. But I really loved that because also there was something really um, feminine in that way of the female power, wherever you sit in the uh, gender spectrum, but like uh, that female power coming from you and you feel it in your ancestors because we all have that power. Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah. And it just like, I was like, oh yeah. And like, I was like, yeah, go on, punch her. <laughs> <laughs> Violence, um, is, never the violence answer, really. is never the answer. <laughs> now, you can but punch her the... not on a metaphysical level. Yeah. You can punch her, like, in the show, for example. Yeah. Like, how did I punch her? I, la, 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 la. You know? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And that bit, and obviously the section, and again, no spoilers, but there's a really beautiful moment when you talk about memory and you talk about um, someone not being able to swallow. And I think anybody who's been with someone towards the end of their life will really, will really feel that. Yeah. Bless you. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, because it, but that is what, <clears throat> hold on. But that's what the human experience is, mm -hmm. is those moments of not wanting that person to go, but also they need to go but it's a really it's one of those really um, human experiences that leaves an imprint on your heart yeah and you, and that left an imprint on me today because I was like oh yeah that's like memory which we're talking about mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> doing great mate I'm doing great doing great with the tears um, so yeah I'm I loved the music, I loved uh, the sound, and it's fucking it's raining. raining. <laughs> um, I love the sound. It's your tears coming from the sky. Here we go. Oh, That's look at that. That's that quite poetic. Here we go. You talk, you talk, I'll, I'll shelter you. The, the, the phone's goal. waterproof, it's the mic that I'm more like. But yeah, I just, I find it all just so like really moving and beautiful and the way that you used image in particular for me really caught me on lots of things and that idea of heritage and ancestry. Um, so yeah, that's what people can expect. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's so, so heavy. Um, so yes, we'll, we'll round up there really quickly, but um, like, do you have anything that you want to add? What you would think people would want to uh, experience when they come to see you? experience I think I hope yeah what you should come to experience is something you haven't experienced before a new form of art and communication and storytelling um, as emotional as the piece is yeah I feel it's like, beautiful um, it's it's balanced it's 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 funny I mean within 
I like everyone has trauma everyone's whether it's on epigenetic epigenetic level or like every day you, whatever's happening whether you have a parent passing or whatever yeah. you still have to get up and, and find a re- yeah. like find the sun in the sky and all this other stuff you know um, so that's what the show has all the emotion I feel like it has all the emotional journeys that we travel through in any given day it does um, but yeah you uh, yeah you start laughing you, you start the show laughing and you finish laughing you do um, but you definitely <laughs> said definitely a, a kind of show that you have never experienced before so for that alone you should come and check it out can <laughs> you sum it up in five words <laughs> <laughs> afrofuturistic there we go innovative yes um, bear, bear, even bear. magical yeah funny um, and emotive yes beautiful there gorgeous, we go gorgeous gorgeous um, we usually ask our guests one question um, before we finish up um, and that is so the phrase persistent and nasty uh, kind of a reclamation do you want to do this Lou because you sum it up way quicker no, than I do <laughs> well it's a reclamation of a couple of words that came out of the cultural zeitgeist around 2018 the Elizabeth Warren woman, nevertheless, she persisted and the whole nasty women trend on Twitter during a particularly spiky presidential election. We, we're conscious those are quite American cultural moments, but we thought they were fun words to reclaim and they sounded good together. It's a bit <laughs> tongue-in-cheek. So we love to ask our guests, when they hear those two words together in the context of what we're talking about, what we do as a podcast, Persistent and Nasty, what do they make you think and what do they mean to you? <laughs> Persistent and nasty. <laughs> there's no wrong answer to this think, by the way yeah <laughs> and it can also be you don't like them that's fine too because all are allowed all, all opinions all thoughts are allowed so the word persistent is like the universal mantra that I keep like tr- trying to learn <laughs> mm. and and um so that's a very good word. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I'm trying to make that my friend. And nasty. I mean, if you got it from the American space, then it just means it's got mad flavor, sauce, <laughs> colors, um, and it's persistently flavorful, I suppose. Just, ooh, I ooh. guess that's what it is. It is the word that in our logo is bright pink. So Omo is on at Summer Hall in the Red Lecture Theatre until the 27th yep. at 4.15pm. Yes. Get your tickets now, people, because you don't want to be the group of people that did not see this show. I read an article the other day which said for anyone who caught this show this year, um, they're going to be, years to come, they're going to be like, I remember the first time when. Um, which was a beautiful nice. statement yeah. nice. and so nice. come be one of those yeah. people um, and yeah, congratulations on your Lustrum Awards <laughs> that you Yay. got today amazing and uh, Lula thank you so much for joining us yeah, thank, thank you for you. having me oh no it's I an really absolute pleasure it. so until next time lovely listeners stay, stay nasty. nasty I mean <laughs> beautiful beautiful